Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, the podcast for petrol heads. With me, Gareth Jones. And me, Zog. Later in this podcast, we find out what's in it for motorsports marshals. They don't do it for the money. People say, oh, you must get a lot of money for it. You don't. It's foreign troops. We love the sport. As well as that, we'll be playing you the sounds of motorsport that never get broadcast on TV and radio coverage, including the mystery of this odd buzzing noise we heard over the engine sounds at this year's Silverstone Grand Prix. Do you know what that weird sound was? Also on the show, Zog and I will let you know about the best car websites around at the moment with a cunning tip on how to get into a subscription-only site for free. And we'll be playing the inaugural round of Gareth Jones on Speed's own car game. Connections. Pick a card. Any card. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. And Gareth, now if you pick a card. Yeah. Can I look at it? Uh, you can look at it and they're yeah. the two cards you have to connect. Okay. okay. Oh. oh. And you can play along too. Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. First off, though, the Hungarian Grand Prix. Zog, what did you make of the race? Oh, action right from the go. Not the right kind of action. No, but, that's uh, true. If you're in a Red Bull and you're Christian Klien doing a slow roll onto the roll hoop, courtesy of Jacques Villeneuve, ouch. He has been bumping into... He's been bumping a lot of people recently. And there was some, there was also uh, a, a bit of argy-bargy for some of the main players in the race as well, wasn't it? Well, I remember you actually predicting... One of the last things you said before the race went off was Fisichella is going to run to the side of Ralph Schumacher in the first corner. And yeah, so close. It was uh, it, it was, was actually Alonso. It was his teammate. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Ralph's slow and he was in front of the Renaults, which start fast. The laws of physics said to me, there's going to be a coming together there. Yeah. So um, the rest of the race, as it mapped out, uh, proved once again how difficult it is to run two cars competitively and get them to the end, even for McLaren. It was going to be a McLaren 1-2. Until Montoya broke. And, uh, you know, this just makes me think of what uh, Ron Dennis said a couple of years ago about how he would always rather have a fast, unreliable car than a slow, reliable car. And then try and make it go fast. Exactly. So, uh, as we look towards the championship now, we've still got Renault leading at 117, despite that win by Kimi today. Uh, McLaren at second place at 95. Ferrari at third place with 78. And with 50 points left, if you can win all five of the uh, races that are still to go, then it could be any one of those three teams that win the, the Constructors' Championship. As far as the Drivers' Championship goes, where would you put your money, Zog? Oh, clearly on Alonso. I mean, you know, it, it's not over yet in, in either the Drivers' or the uh, Constructors' Championship, but I think Alonso's going to take a lot of stopping. Renault did have a bit of a... You know, they, they faltered a bit this weekend. They didn't... They, they look vulnerable, but I think they're going to pick it up and they'll be... Uh, I think Alonso's going to take it this year. But watch the resurgent Ferrari are here to spoil it for everyone. Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher. One of the things that we saw in this race uh, was, of course, that uh, it is still hard to overtake in this sport. We saw it particularly with Alonso, who seemed to spend what, you know, he spent most of the race at, in 11th, 11th place. place Couldn't yeah. get any further up yeah. than that. And uh, you, you had an interesting idea about this game. Well, I reckon, you know, the lack of overtaking in F1 is blamed on, you know, the narrowness of the circuits like Hungary and like Monaco. It's blamed on the reliability, the teams or the cars relying too much on aerodynamic downforce rather than um, mechanical, mechanical grip, mechanical yeah. grip from yeah, the tyres. So, 
the plan is, you know, give them big, fat, sticky tyres, whip the wings off, and they'll overtake, and I think it won't work. My reasoning is that teams do everything they can to avoid having to overtake. We see it time and time again, as we saw in the race today with the... McLaren, which was pulled in early to leapfrog a Ferrari. If you're behind another car, you don't want to risk overtaking. You want your car to run in clean air. So they constantly reevaluate their strategies to bring the cars in and put them out to avoid overtaking. Yeah, bring them in so they can overtake in the pit instead of on the track. Now, th- this is a really interesting idea because I, I think you're spot on. I think this is this is absolutely happening. Although, of course, it's a although the teams are forced into this position by the physics. You know, if, if the physics were different, if it was easier to pass on the track, they wouldn't be doing this so much. But but you've got this kind of you, you've got a feedback loop going mm-hmm. on. It's hard to pass on the track. Yeah. Therefore, they are manipulating these strategies so that they're passing in the pits instead. Um, well, that's our, that's our theory here on Gareth Jones on speed. Let's let's see if it bears out. But I, I, I bet someone else will mention this before too long. Well, let's. See if you know, let's see what happens. But if they change the physics, if, if if they change the physics, maybe the tactics will change. Who knows? Well, you know what they say: you can't change the laws of <laughs> physics. Our uh, oh, James Doohan respect, recently deceased. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, we don't just talk about motorsport. We do actually get out and about and uh, and see it in the real world sometimes. Yep. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were at Silverstone. Yeah, we uh, bought some tickets, went up to the uh, stand at the the Beckett's Maggots Complex. I have difficulty saying that. It's a tricky one, isn't it? We had a great position to watch this fantastic corner, didn't we? Yeah, this kind of uh, right, left, right. Left, is it? That's it. Straight? Yeah, that's correct, I think, from what I remember, where Christian Clien went off at the last right-hander twice. Went up twice, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the point is that um, uh, we reckon we had about the best seat in the house, but of course there are people who've got even better seats in the house than us, and they're not the people in the paddock club. No, they're the people on the inside of the circuit, the marshals, and we managed to grab a word with, uh, with one of them. Uh, come on here, what's your name, sir? Jason. Jason, what's your job here? What are you doing? I'm on the fire tender and uh, snatch crew. Now, there's been a lot of criticism, right, that F1 is boring, right? Now, surely the only thing more boring than an F1 race is marshalling at an F1 race. Why do you do it? Um, it's a social life as well. The social life is fantastic. Um, people say it's boring, it ain't. You come here, you're, you're this side of the fence, whereas a public are that side of the fence. You get closer to the motor racing than, than anybody else can unless you're doing it yourself. And the social life, you have a, we have a great social life. We're up here for four nights. Social life is great. This, it's the motor racing as well, and it, it's just great. So are you uh, staying here at the circuit? Are you local? Yeah, we've got a caravan up here. Um, we're just a group. We've got 24 of us or so. What, in one caravan? No, we, we, we make our own little village in the campsite. Um, we just have a great time, you know. So I come from Dunstable. But we, we come up here, we all meet up here. But we, we march all year round up here, you know. We have various circuits. But it's a social life as well. You, you've arguably got the very best position you can have right here. I mean, you know, any closer to the action, you'd be driving the car. Well, almost, yeah. How much do you get paid? It's volunteered. It's, it's all voluntary. People say, oh, you must get a lot of money for it. You don't. It's voluntary because we love the sport. And if it wasn't for marshalling, I think everyone knows, if it wasn't for marshalling, racing wouldn't go ahead. Simple as that, you know. How did you get involved then? A friend of mine. Um, eight years ago, I come along as a spectator. I said, 
how do I get involved? Contacted the circuit and, and uh, still here. And uh, have you met any of the drivers? Have you hauled any of the drivers out of their cars this weekend? Thankfully, not today. Hopefully, they'll stay on the circuit to give the, give the public a really good race. And hopefully, it'll be a really good race, you know, what went on in America the other week, you know. Hopefully, the same won't happen. But hopefully, we'll have a cracking race and the cars are out now. The public, the public love it, you know. They, they cheer, the flags go up and everything. Well, there goes um, Christian Clean in the Red Bull. If there was one driver that you had to help out this car, who would it be? I'd have to be Jensen Button. Why is that then? The fans would go potty around here. The fans would go mad, and it's what the fans want to see, and they want to be next to their hero. Well, you're closer than they are. Thank you very much indeed for your time. You're good welcome. luck. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers. Have a good day. Cheers. Jason's quite a, a Jensen Button fan then, isn't he? I think he is. There's a lot of... Jensen, you'd expect it at the, at the British Grand Prix. You would, but not just Jensen. I was really surprised by how many Kimi fans there were. Yeah. Very, very strong. A lot of Brummies who are Kimi Raikkonen fans. Yeah, I'm here for, I'm here for Kimi. The bloke said to me, yeah, 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 I do like him. I like the finished driver. And Heike Kovalainen's got followers too, hasn't he, in GP2. Yeah, I think. Uh, the people that meant GP2 we talked to were, uh, were always picking up a Kovalainen. But Jensen was the overriding bloke of the day. Definitely. Yeah. Although I'm there for Carthage Kane person. Always a Jordan fan. Uh, now, we were there recording sounds. Zog, you were doing all the work. All I did was stand around shouting at people. You were pointing well, yeah, the... We yeah, uh, we were pointing the mic all over the place. And we were recording all kinds of sounds, all sorts of crowd noises, engine sounds, of course. And plenty of fantastic engine sounds to record. But one of the first things that I think we all noticed was... Uh, Quite an unexpected sound, and uh, we're going to run it now. Yeah, have, have a listen to this. Listen very carefully. You're not just listening to the sound of the engine here. Here we go. Did you hear that? Now, there's this really strong kind of buzzing, really loud buzz that comes in over the engine sound, um, which is the sound of the rumble strips. Yeah, listen uh, again. You can hear the rumble strips. As, as the tyres vibrate over that sort of jagged edge, you get a sound. Here it comes. Now, it, it reads pretty well, I think. You know, you can hear it, it on our recording. Well. I mean, it's just, you know, it's that sound that you get when you're on the motorway and you just sort of stray into, you know, your, your wheels just get, you know, a little bit too close to the central reservation. But, you know, standing there by the track, it is so loud. Now, I've Incredible. been to the, I've been to lots of races. I mean, only been to the British Grand Prix twice, and I've been to Silverstone testing lots of times. But I don't ever remember noticing the sound of the rumble strips quite as loud as that before. Do you reckon, do you reckon the curbs are different? Have they got sort of, you know, are there more ridges, higher ridges, sharper ridges? That, is, is there something in the tyre construction? I, the, the higher ridges would account for it, or the cars are going faster over the same ridges. Yeah, they wouldn't be going that much faster, though, would they? they kind of, well, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but maybe it is the tyre construction. The fact that they've got to build tyres now which are going to last the entire race means that they're more rigid than the floppy, rubbery, soft things that we had previously. That's possible. So if it's more rigid, is it more of a, a resonant soundboard like a guitar, or am I just reading into this too much? Let's just hear that rumble and buzz one more time. Go for it. It's very loud, isn't it? 
seems to be so loud now and then drop us a line. Yeah, actually you can, you can do that, you can mail us at on speed, all one word, at garethjones.tv. On speed at garethjones.tv. Anyhow, speaking of sounds, as well as the, the rumble strips uh, and the engines, we were also speaking of uh, a bit of crowd noise. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something you never get when you're watching the TV. You never really hear what the partisans in the audience are uh, a shouting about and buzzing about. We did some recording when we were uh, in the grandstand, so just have a listen to this. It really does capture the atmosphere, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Come on, Jason! Come on, And the whole stand obviously goes bonkers when Jensen does his thing. Yeah, completely nuts. But the best bit wasn't for him, was it? It was, well, there was the reaction for, uh, I, I love the reaction to Carter Cayenne. There was this, the, 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 the way everybody, there's, there's this sort of, <gasps> yeah. and then everyone kind of laughs at everyone else's reaction. Yeah, it's yeah, sort of, yeah. Kind of yeah. Relieve, ripple. Well, that was because on his warm-up lap, you know, his outlap before, he nearly lost it at the complex. He did, didn't he? And so when he came to do the lap itself... Everyone went, ooh, ooh. There was yeah. a palpable tension. I was expecting him to have a little bit of a problem there. Best but it was Cleon that went off there twice, yeah. I think. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was the, definitely the place to watch Red Bull spinning to the gravel. He was trying the hardest, and uh, a, a good cloud crowd pleaser. Glad Christian Cleon's around. Yeah, good fella. We thought we would, uh, this week, take a look at a couple of our favourite websites. And, Gareth, what have you got for us today? I'm a big fan of Sniff Petrol. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's www.sniffpetrol.com. It's created, and I think I'm allowed to, to say this, by a lad called Richard, who's one of the Top Gear production team. Right. But I think he was working on Sniff Petrol before he got the job on Top Gear and it's very funny you know um, I also think the name do you, do you realise the um, why the name is symbolic Sniff Petrol do you know uh, what's well, important sniffing petrol is bad for you I know of that, course but, yeah uh, and know, we cannot condone that of course it right? is a lovely smell but it's not good for you but the original punk rock fanzine back in about 1976 uh, the first fanzine was called Sniffing Glue Sniffing Glue yeah. and so it's really appropriate that this which is effectively a fanzine a comedy motorsport fanzine yeah. online not just motorsport but all car issues is called Sniff Petrol can I read um, a typical headline go right ahead it's a sort of a comedy autosport on, on acid I think we can say that hang on <coughs> here we go <clears throat> headlines obituary 
Formula One, 1950-2005. Sniff Petrol is saddened to report the tragic death of Formula One motor racing. Following a long decline, F1 finally passed away in America on Sunday the 9th of June 2005. The sport was surrounded by friends and family. Although Formula One has been suffering from several maladies and needless complications for some time, the actual cause of death is yet to be confirmed. Many suggest it may have been hastened by being repeatedly abused and shat on by a prancing horse. But it is believed that the once-loved sport's actual demise was brought on by a number of other factors, including dangerously swollen egos, overexertion caused by money-grabbing, and a bad reaction to certain kinds of rubber. It's lovely. I won't read you the whole thing because it's not my copyright. But I'm sure we're allowed to little snatch to tell you how yeah, good it is. for reviewing yeah. purposes are okay under copyright. The other headlines on there, MG Rover accidentally gives away man... <laughs> And Smolensky has tantrum, sacks self. Sniffpetrol.com. Very funny. What have like, you got, Zog? Like you got, got a, tr- a tip, up, haven't you? A good tip. A t- I have for this first site, uh, Atlas F1, which uh, which recently merged with Autosport. It's yeah. Autosport Atlas. Um, it is normally a subscription site. Uh, they have fantastic news, fantastic features, highly recommended, but you do have to pay to access it. However, they also have very excellent motorsport forums. And they're free. You can get to the forums. You can uh, read the most uh, fantastic threads on all manner of motorsport, nostalgia, uh, you know, current comment. Uh, and there's a wonderful technical forum. Uh, you love that, don't you? I do, I do. Uh, what, what's the best thing you've read about there recently? Well, I mean, recently, fantastically detailed stuff on aerodynamics. I yeah. just picked out one uh, recently. Where was this one? Oh, God, I can't you your homework here. in. Here we then? go. Okay. You get a certain amount of very kind of deep engineering stuff that isn't strictly F1 related, but it's still interesting for petrol heads. And uh, this one here, for example, what limits diesel engine revs? Um, and there's a very detailed discussion from a lot of you know engineers that obviously really know their stuff about what exactly it is that means diesel engines don't rev very high what are the limits? so it's the physics it, of that it gets into the physics it wow. gets into the engineering it gets into you know why diesel engine mm. components have to be heavier than petrol engine components um how the carburation and fuel injection works all uh. this kind of stuff You'd love it. You oh, it's, 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 it's almost pornography for tell me. That's tell lovely. Them. We're going to have to move on from this Thank very quickly. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and that's it. And, and your, your tip is, of course, you can actually find out the details of what's in the news without having to subscribe to Autosport and Atlas because everyone's talking about it in the, in the forums. The, 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 yeah, a lot, well, a lot of the best news is repeated in the forums, absolutely. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. As we were driving back, me and my mate Zog here from uh, Silverstone the other day, the British Grand Prix the other week, uh, we invented a game. Tell them about the game, Zog. Car connections. Fantastic way to spend time in the car if you're just, you know, you're passing those idle moments. What are you going to do? Car connections. You pick two cars, yeah. you know, at some sort of semi-random means, you know, maybe... Just a, anything driving yeah. by that's interesting. Just pick them out. Pick the first one. And you've got to make a connection between them. So right. what's that? Cars, connections, a car connection. 
very good, you see. Now, normally, you know, <laughs> normally you'd be picking out, picking out a motorway, uh, but uh, but today we've got uh, another way of picking out. Yeah, my fantastic girlfriend Violet. Uh, the random factor. Okay, I'm the random factor because I know nothing about cars, so there's absolutely no way that I could um, have thought of a connection on purpose between any cars I picked out. Furthermore, I'm picking cards out right now from a top trumps pack, which I'm shuffling in front of the microphone. And uh, this particular top trumps pack is of uh, cars from the Gumball Rally, so you're not allowed to make that as the connection, OK? okay so Zog, okay. pick a card. I haven't seen these cards before, I have to say. Right. I'm OK. Pick one there. Um, Gareth, you've not played these before yeah. either, have you? Um, I'm looking at my card. I've got my card. Oh, I've got two. Right. OK, what have you got there? Gosh. I've got a, a, a 2000 Brabus S V12 Megacar, so it's the Brabus version of the Mercedes S-Class. <sighs> Brabus. Okay, well, I've got a 2002 Ferrari 550 Maranello. Hmm. Okay, well, both V12 engines. Oh, in one. There you go. In one, that's pretty simple. Nice, simple. Very game. good. But which one would win in top trumps? In top trumps, okay. <laughs> Choose okay. a category. Go on. Okay. Uh, go on. Okay. Go on. All right. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to choose uh, yeah. engine capacity. Engine capacity. Okay. My engine capacity is. Go on. Go, tell me what yours is. Uh, mine's uh, five thousand four hundred seventy-four. <laughs> How am I going to beat that? I don't it's know. Five thousand four hundred. Five and a half liter engine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. 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 It's giving it in yeah. uh, in milliliters. My Brabus V12 mega car has got six thousand seven hundred cc's. I win that one. I think yeah, so. Do, car connections. There you go. Play it yourself. And uh, if you've got any suggestions of cars you'd like to try and see us link, uh, send it to the usual address uh, for Gareth Jones on Speed, which is on Speed at GarethJones.tv. That's it. Car connections even better than top trumps. Gareth Jones on Speed! You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed in the next downloadable edition of this programme. Um, a bit of, uh, you tell them, Zog. A bit of uh, PS2 action. We're going to be playing F1 2005. Yes, uh, we're going to cancel our entire life and play that between now and the next show and tell you all about it. And in the meantime, um, we're going to finish on a bit of music. It's right, isn't finish it? on a bit of finish. Oh, very good, because it is finished music, you see. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. most Grand Prix seem to finish with either the uh, uh, the Spanish National Anthem or the Finnish National Anthem, these days, anyway. And, it's uh, getting played quite a lot. I, I learnt this song when Mika Hakkinen used to win, right? It's the National Anthem of Finland. You'll know the tune because you've heard it so many times, but do you know the words, right? Now, if you want to sing along, the words are available on the website, garethjones.tv, and follow the on-speed button. Um, do you want to read them through, Zog, first, just so we know? Uh, well, you'll have, uh, you have to tell me if my pronunciation is correct, because yeah, uh, I'm not quite so well up on this as you, but... Uh, Oi mame swami sinoma soi sana kultainen. I like soi ai kukula. I veta ranta rakampa. Queen kutima taipodronen makalis asian. It's almost like having Mika Salo in the room with us, isn't it? Or Heike Kovalainen. I've got the blonde mane and everything. And the chiselled thing. The chiselled uh, cheekbones, right, of the fins. Now, I've got my guitar in, because we're going to start in a... Now, the first note is this, right? Oi, oi, ma, 
Kame so. Like that. Here we go. Okay. Join in if you've got the words in front of you. It goes like this. Oi mame so. Mi sinima. Soi sana kultaine. Join in. E laksa e kukula. Gareth Jones on Speed was a ridiculous production. <laughs>